Welcome to another episode of the Mindset Athlete Podcast with me, James Roberts, transformational coach, two-time Paralympian, and TEDx speaker. I have another awesome episode for you today, so let's get straight into it. So what I'm going to do in, in today's masterclass is, is, is generally give my, and share my opinion on, on, on the matter of, obviously, with everybody setting New Year's resolutions, either in the near future, in the next week or so, uh, and obviously New Year's resolutions are on the horizon. So I just wanted to share my opinion uh, on the matter and obviously give you some tips, tricks, tools that you can utilize that obviously we're not having this discussion in 2023 and beyond. So I'm going to ask a, a quick question. Let's not give you the answer. What do you perceive is the success rate when it comes to people that are creating New Year's resolutions? Obviously, I've I've dropped the ball a little bit, so you've got the answer. But what do you guys perceive the success rate to be? Or if I put it from a a negative standpoint, what do, what do you think the number of individuals when it comes to a percentage actually fail? when it comes to their goals that they set out. So I'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, don't jump all at once. So you might be right, you might be wrong when it comes to, to the, the answer that you thought about. Obviously, the, the, the number is 92%. So it's a staggering number of people that set out New Year's resolutions. New Year's goals never actually achieve them, uh, and that's obviously according to research done by the University of Scranton. From my experience working in the in the fitness industry, the majority of people that wait until the New Year experience tells me that obviously they don't make it to February without giving up, let alone past March, and obviously. As an industry, we know that to be the case year in, year out. And obviously, uh, with this masterclass today, I'd like to change uh, that and at least get the percentage, percentage down at least by, I don't know, say 40%. And that is like 50-50 of the group and, and the group's like 800 people. So if I got 400 people to be more successful with their goals in 2023, alone i'd be very very happy uh, with that so if we go a little bit further when it comes to the percentage of people uh, actually achieve their goals obviously everybody has this big grandiose plan for the future uh, well the majority of people don't even well obviously this is this when i actually researched this even more uh, this was a little bit more staggering because i was very shocked uh, the majority of people don't even set goals uh, and even fewer stick to them. So according to Reliable Plants, only 20% of people set goals for themselves, which means that 80% of people don't actually set goals at all. So what does that even mean? This means, unfortunately, is that out of those 20 people, who do set goals, only 20, uh, only sorry, 30% of those individuals only succeed. That means that only a third of those people who set goals actually achieve them. And then of all those people, that makes only 6% out of 100%. So setting goals is definitely a good idea if you want to make your life better. Though people who have goals uh, are... 10 times more likely to succeed. And I'll reiterate that again. They're 10 times more likely to succeed. Uh, this could be by writing down um, their goals uh, because the percentage of goals that are achieved when they're written down, it's not only a good idea to do that, but obviously no, not all goals are created equal. Simply telling yourself that you want to become a published author, as an example, doesn't mean much yet. But by writing your goal down is when things start to happen. So you start planning 
on how you're going to execute that goal. And planning w will obviously help reach your goals. However, most people don't do this. Less than 3%, and I'm talking to the Americans now, less than 3% of Americans write down their goals and less than 1% work on their goals every day by reviewing and, if necessary, rewriting them. And this is according to Brian Tracy. Dr. Gail Matthews conducted a study that clearly showed that people who write down their goals are more likely to achieve them. In fact, you are 42% more likely to reach your goals if you write them down. In Matthew's study, 61% of goals that were written down were achieved. Note that taking extra action such as sharing your goals with friends increases the, this number. It's also worth noting that in 90% of studies, setting specific and challenging goals lead to much better results. This isn't exactly surprising because it's hard to take action on your goals if you don't know what exactly you are asking from yourself. And it's very easy to forget about goals that are set on the whim, on a whim, or that don't matter much to you. So we've talked about obviously how many how many people actually reach their New Year's resolutions. Obviously, eight percent is pretty crap. If I'm on all, all honesty, uh, I never realize it was that low i resort it like 50 50 split but you can see that it's that's an incredible swing one way or the other the most common news resolutions you're in a health and fitness group so this doesn't surprise me uh obviously number one unless it exercise more eat healthier lose weight spend time with friends and family live live more economically um that's probably more of a financial goal. Spend less time on social media, reduce stress on the job, improve performance on the job, quit smoking, cut down on alcohol, and obviously, last of the bunch, become vegetarian or vegan. So what do those who succeed do differently? or my personal approach to New Year's resolutions. I won't touch upon the second bit as much um, because I don't think it's, it's that important unless you want to know that. Um, and if you do, obviously let me in the comments and I will obviously share what I will be doing, uh, what I obviously have been doing uh, years past and, and this year especially. If you're going to wait, obviously, in two, until 2023 uh, to address what you you're looking to achieve and more importantly obviously why that's a good place to start so now we're going to come to the nitty-gritty and the specifics now obviously from a personal experience obviously i've I've done it myself many times and obviously I'm not I'm un, I'm not like unlike you. I'm very much like you, sorry. Um that I'm a driven individual and failing to meet goals can set you back or leave you discouraged and frustrated, so I know that all too well. Here's the thing, if you want to break the cycle to do what the other 8% of goal setters the successful ones do consistently and exceptionally well. Obviously, listen up. So research by Edwin Locke and Gary Latham found that when people followed these two principles, setting specific and challenging goals, it led to a higher performance 90% of the time. So you can see that number one is the more specific and challenging your goals the higher motivation to hit them. That explains why or that explains why easy or vague goals rarely are met. So here's an example. If your goal between now and the end of 2023 is to say lose 20 pounds, that may be challenging because it's not specific enough. So by eliminating the vagueness and make it 
it more achievable by stating it in this way. During the month of August, as an example, I will lose five pounds by cutting out or cutting off refined sugars, breads, and all fast food. I will also walk briskly for 20 minutes every day. Conversely, goals that are too difficult to hit are not met either. While it's important to challenge yourself, nobody can completes a goal when he or she is overwhelmed by facing a mountain they can't climb. If you find yourself with such a scenario, break down your B-H-A-G, big, hairy, audacious goal, into small bites you can actually chew. Use the same process of defining specific and challenging marks to hit when mapping out the smaller goals that will lead you to your final destination. Some questions to ask yourself. How challenging is this goal for me? Am I excited about reaching this goal? Is it too easy? If so, can I make it harder without it overwhelming me? Is it too complex? If so, how can I break it into smaller parts so I don't get overwhelmed? Number two, be passionate about your goals and commit to, to the very end. Simply put, the eight percenters of, of goal setters who succeed want it and they want it badly. So ask yourself, what is my level of commitment? Are you totally sold out for reaching your goal? When obstacles pop up along the way, will you toss in the towel? The eight percenters have an internal compass that keeps them locked in until they reach the top of the mountain. It's a belief of do whatever it takes that is intrin intrinsically motivated. Take a quick moment and check in with yourself. If at the core of your being, you don't have the desire or passion for pursuing the goal, it doesn't matter how specific, challenging, or sexy your goal may sound, you're not going to reach it. And obviously that's the harsh truth. But obviously the truth hurts. So you need to ask yourself these strong questions. How badly do I want it? Who's holding me accountable to the end? Is my heart truly in it from the start? What's life going to look like once I complete the goal? In the end, will it be worth it? And obviously I ask some of these questions uh, when people come to speak to me face to face. So for, for me as a coach, it's, it's, it's important for me to understand where you're at right now and why is it important for you to, to be successful in your goal because we need to give you a, a game plan, a roadmap, or a vision for success. So obviously I need you to be to very, very committed because ultimately it's, mine and your times that we can never get back and obviously if you are at a certain point that my t my heart's not truly in it obviously I don't want to take up your time especially because ultimately I don't want you to fail and obviously I could be more invested into somebody else that obviously wants to be fully committed to their goal from start to finish and they really 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 want it they want it badly that's obviously i won't go to the extreme that obviously i was talking about of i'll stop at nothing to get my goal because that's that's going down the route of uh narcissism um schizophrenia uh sociopaths and, and obviously psychopath traits um because you are singularly focused that you're going to stop at nothing and if anybody gets in your way obviously that can cause fracas fracas or frictional in, in, in relationship why 
in this case, there's obviously a bonus to this. Why is it that you haven't been successful to this point? Obviously, number one could be a lack of persistence. Because most people fail not because they lack knowledge or talent, but because they just quit. Because obviously I can give people the information, but what people that come to work with me want is of implementation. So they want help with obviously getting that knowledge to be able to implement to obviously they get closer to their goal than when they have got to in the past. And if they've had um, obviously success in the past, they wanted to be repeated uh, and almost they get to a point where they're able to maintain uh, their goal without help of an external fo force. But it's important to remember these two key words, persistence and resistance. Persist in what must be done and resist what ought not to be done. Obviously, this is not something that you've not heard before. Um, so I'm going to reiterate again. So try new approaches. Persistence is important, but repeating the same actions over and over again, hoping this time you'll succeed, probably won't get you any closer to your objective. Look at your previous unsuccessful efforts and decide what to change. Keep making adjustments, uh, adjustments and mid-course corrections using experience as a guide. Use a feedback cycle to track your progress. Obviously, we touched upon that just now, um, but I'm going to go into it a little bit more detail. Uh, you're you're only human. You're bound to fall back into old habits, procrastinate, or lose motivation. To counter these things, your chances of hitting a specific goal increase greatly. If you're getting frequent feedback, that will keep you on track and help you to adjust accordingly. That's obviously why coaching... Uh, as a profession is booming um, because people want the accountability. They want feedback and they want positive criticism when they're not doing something right because obviously if the quicker that we can rewrite the ship, the quicker that you get to your goal. So people are dead serious about meeting their goals, benefit tremendously from the feedback and accountability system afforded in a coaching process four align all your goals so obviously what people that are successful do is they align their short and long-term goals towards conquering the top of the mountain so obviously uh, the outcome you want to achieve the results um, what is it that you envision for yourself in the future Obviously, you've got short-term goal, long-term goal. Obviously, most people focus on the result, which is obviously a long-term goal, and they don't have a process built into uh, on how they're going to obviously deliver that. So, obviously, backward engineering is one way to do it. Um, building short-term, um, what I would call... Uh, little wins that you can obviously uh, which obviously my clients um will think gail was on for a little bit uh that's the first thing that i ask them when they jump on a call is what was a win you had last week doesn't matter how big how small and then we'll go into obviously some of the 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 talking points that we need to touch upon from the previous week that may have not gone to plan Number five. Sorry, I lost, lost, lost my train. I lost my where I was at one second, so I apologize. Five is obviously lean, leaning on trusted advisors. So that could be friends, coaches, 
other people that are going to keep you accountable. Obviously, I did a TikTok video where I said don't don't rely on friends, family members, especially because they can't hold your feet to the fire. Um, so obviously, in this po point, I'm going to disagree with it a little bit, but, but be it somebody that you can lean on that's going to give you positive feedback so positive criticism where you maybe could do things better if if that isn't your family member obviously listen to what i said with the tiktok video because um there's gonna as a result cause friction in those relationships so that's why you need in most cases you need an external person that's wants you to succeed but there's no relationship bond other than a coaching relationship so obviously if i was to work with you i could give you xyz of what you're doing right what you're doing wrong and obviously there's no emotional attachment to me, to me because yes i want you to succeed but i'm going to tell you the truth i'm not going to give you uh sugar-coated for you to to go into this and kind of go well they're only telling me well, what I want to hear that's that's never going to work because if if you're you are only hearing what the other person per perceives and believes you want to hear obviously you're never going to get any closer to your goal because they're going to tell you things as are oh, you look you look good as you are whereas if you are I used the earlier example of 20 pounds overweight and, and uh, you need to lose that weight and you're not happy, ultimately that bit of advice is going to make you feel like a knife in the back, so to speak, because it's not helpful and it doesn't actually push you to, to, to almost be open to different approaches because, oh, that person cares they they're okay with how i'm at so i need to accept that as well whereas if you're not and you want to lose that weight because of the factors of number two of you want to stop at nothing to get that weight off you need to do that and maybe push back against it as well why are you telling me i look good when obviously i don't think or feel the way in the same in the same light so if we come back to number five uh, for a second seeking expert guidance and advice makes a big impact on, on achieving your goals that's why successful people are, are, aren't lone ragers um, i'm gonna obviously admit to this uh, for one second um because at the beginning of my coaching career i believed i could do it myself and obviously I got myself into a lot of sticky situations uh, because of it, because I thought I knew best. And obviously I didn't when it came to the world of business. Um, there was people that were more uh, expertise, had more expertise than myself and I probably could learn from. Uh, and I know better now, five, six, seven years on. And I obviously I, did, I shared that as a video, I believe, last week uh, on my personal profile. So if you haven't gone and seen that, uh, I'd obviously... Um, implore you to do that because you can I, I'm obviously being very vulnerable to admit that uh, of some of the frail, frailties that I suffered but there are le learning points for you to implement in your own health and fitness as well from from that video they surround themselves with mentors and advisors who will support them on their journey so my question to you watching this is think about three or four people you can recruit, uh, bring on board uh, that are further down the line or further down the path from yourself. Make it a monthly habit to share your goals in, in, in the context of a mastermind meeting where you can glean on wisdom, insight and advice to steer you towards your goals. So that uh, post that's in the group uh, about having a catch of coffee with me uh, if you wanted to take that up on um, on board, by all means, if you wanted to do that in the new year, that is there for you to be able to tap into my brain, tap into the resources that I've got, uh, have a conversation 
let me gain garner an, uh, an insight of where you're at and i can give you advice to steer you towards your goal and obviously that's no questions asked um and there's no pressure to even sign up if you didn't want to so i'm going to put that out there if, if you wanted to to use me as a resource um that is obviously available to you um in 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 the new year if you so wish to take that up Let's talk about number six now. The multitasking. The most successful people are very patient and live by the motto, one step at a time. They also avoid juggling many things. Do you think multitasking is still a good strategy for success? Obviously, you can put that in the comments if you if you agree with that statement or not. But research says it's a myth and can be damaging to our brains. You end up splitting your focus over many tasks, losing focus, lowering your quality of your work and taking longer to hit your goals. On the other hand, the eight percenters are smart enough to work out on several smaller chunks to complete a big goal. So obviously micromanaging. So using short-term goals to to achieve that long-term goal or vision that they've got for themselves, but they do it by knocking by knocking one down, then moving on to the next. Obviously, this is a stereotype of a male um, of of utilizing the focus on one task, moving on to the next, and obviously the multitasking is stereotyping. Obviously, women believe that so. Obviously, you could fall in one camp or the other. And then number seven is bringing it home. And what I mean by this is why you may think that these successful eight percenters are born predisposed with these talents. Research says otherwise. Says that these successful people achieve their goals not by simply because of who they are, but but more often by what they do. And obviously Aristotle nailed this more than 2,000 years ago when he said, we are what we repeatedly do. And I'm going to say that again. We are what we repeatedly do. So by practicing these skills, expect to dramatically improve your rate of finishing strong. And I'm going to give a few bonuses to end. Obviously, we, we we touched upon the aspect of perseverance. Excuse me. But the one that goes hand in hand with that is obviously the lack of conviction. So the commitment aspect that I touched upon early doors. So people that who lack conviction take the middle of the road approach. So they accept being average, being mediocre, or having the convenience to, well, if I don't try, I can't fail. Obviously, hand on heart, and, and I used to think like that 20-odd years ago, uh, that obviously if you sit down and think of that rationally, that makes no sense to have, well, if I don't try, I can't fail. But if you don't try, you also can't succeed. You see my point? So what happens in the middle of the road? You get run over. People without conviction go along to get along because they lack confidence and courage. They conform in order to be accepted, even when they know they, that what they are doing is wrong. So ultimately, we are creatures of habit. Uh, we want to fit in. We don't want to. We don't want to be the black sheep. We don't want to be feel ostracized, have a feeling of rejection. Thus, we take that middle of the road approach, so we don't have to deal with being courageous. But 
if we were real with ourselves, that's a lack of confidence, self-belief, self-esteem to a certain extent, if it, if it manifested a little bit longer. That's why I assume a lot of you are in the group. You want to improve uh, your self-belief. You want to improve your self-esteem. You want to be more more confident. You want to feel a lot better than where you're at. You want to have conviction. You want to have all these things, but you need to not do what I described before of one not being the 80% that don't do goal setting. Because, yeah, it can be difficult because, oh, I I haven't got a tangible goal. I want to do... I won't name the person, but I'll use their example of they wanted to build out their garden. But they said to me, it's not, you can't measure that. But you can. You can measure the amount of plants that you're putting in the garden. Say, for example, I don't know. I'll use uh, my garden, for example, or my backyard. There's an apple tree at the very bottom of that. Say I wanted to plant a second one. That's now two tangibles. There's two trees in the garden. And as a result, not in the near future, but sometime in the future, there'll be apples on those trees. So as a result, I've got something that's tangible because it's going to give me a long-term goal. Short-term goal is obviously putting the tree in the garden, but that's not necessarily true to talk yourself out of a goal because uh, I can't measure it. But obviously you dictate how it's measured because it's you. It's your goal. It's your time frame. And it's your outcome. So you can de- you can determine or predetermine what all those metrics look like. It's whether or not you have the belief to, can I get from here? to here and obviously um, my industry doesn't help you because they do some nasty tactics about making you feel bad thus oh I'll maybe never be able to get to here because I'm here so that's why I did that poll uh, I believe last week about what is your guys perception of before and after pictures if you don't like them, obviously I would change and, and do it a different way to be, it's not necessary um, knocking your, your, your confidence or your self-belief that, Hey, I'm here. And I use Claire's cause Claire's is the one that's came up obviously this week. And it's not a picture, but I'll, I'll use it as an example. I can't get to where she's finished because of, what she's achieved is unsurmountable, unattainable for me. So, which which would give you the, the ability to talk yourself out of obviously doing a goal because I'm not that person. So, we're going to come back to the point of decide what is important to you. If it's something worth doing, it's worth doing right and doing well. Let your passion show even when in mundane tasks it's okay to collaborate and cooperate for success it's never okay to compromise on your values so if you need help to get to your goal and i'm talking to majority of the men here it's it's no i'm not going to think any less of you as a as a as a male because you've come and, and sought out my expertise I'm I'm going to probably commend you for it because you've done something that for the majority and I might be talking to ladies as well that other people feel uncomfortable that they'd rather sit on the fence and not do anything with it which is obviously me, is the same as sitting in sitting in the middle of the road you're not doing anything you're not clo- no closer to your goal and also you 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 must be content with your life being where it's at because to, to me obviously I can't I'm not going to slate anybody but I obviously can't that doesn't make no logical sense that you're 
your pain levels must be obviously a lot lower than what you perceive to be the future uh, as something to be afraid of, to worry about, to be fearful, that you feel comfortable to stay here as opposed to being having the courage to step off the fence, step out of the road and to kind of go, well, hey, Johnny, what have I won? What is behind door number one? Uh, and almost having that excitement of, hey, it could be nothing. It could be, um, I'm going to use Wheel of Fortune just a second here. It could be a speedboat. But until you obviously open that door, you will never know. So you're almost, obviously, you're not going to compromise on your morals or your values. But you need to cooperate in some instances to get success. I've learned that the hard way, the harsh way. And obviously, I would take that approach 99 times out of 100 now. It it would almost be a non-negotiable, hey, I don't know this. I need to ask somebody else. You might be rationalizing where you're at right now. Um, Obviously, winners might analyze, but they never rationalize. Losers rationalize and have a, a book full of excuses or objections to tell you why they shouldn't succeed. So obviously I implore you to change your perspective. Don't think of every unsuccessful attempt as a failure. Few people see, succeed at every, everything the first time around. And obviously if there is, it's, it's, they're in the, min- the minority. Most of us attain our goals only through repeated efforts. Do your best to learn everything you can about what happened and why. Obviously, bonus number four, dismissal of past mistakes. Some people live and learn, and some only live. Failure can be a teacher if you have the right attitude. Wise people learn from their mistakes, experiences the name they give to to slip-ups. And I saw uh, an amazing video yesterday on TikTok um, for uh, Alex Amosi, who's a massive, massive um, business influencer. Of I've, I've what on the one hand felt sorry for him because he couldn't go home at Christmas because of friends he, he has, because they only perceive him how he used to be, not what he is right now. So for, for me, that's quite sad that he can't go home to visit family because. People won't accept who he is or they can't even contemplate of the person he's become uh, because they can't uh, fill in the gap to to almost level up to, to where he's at, to appreciate where he's at. And obviously what we would call um, within the business world is, is growth. What I'm talking about for, for you guys watching and listening is is change, but they mean the exact same thing. Is obviously for Alex and Mosey to not go home at Christmas because he's grown so much as a person that the people I used to hang out with obviously have maybe not changed. Oh, what's the example did he use? They've stayed the same for six months repeatedly for twenty uh, for twenty years, and whereas he's changed from a growth perspective in that time, not 20 years, 20 times, sorry, so be, do the maths, was 180 80 months, um, which is, I'm going to guess and say six years, I don't think it's that exactly, but the point is, obviously, he he doesn't surround himself with those individuals anymore because he's grown so much that, they may have never accept him. So it's almost like the person pulling you down in that instances. Obviously, define the problem better. Analyze the situation. What did you want to achieve? What was your strategy? Why didn't it work? And consider if you are really viewing the problem correctly. If you need money, you have more options to cre- increase revenue. You could cut 
cut expenses. Think about what you're really trying to do. Obviously, that's for a business example. Um, in a health and fitness example, you could you need to lose more weight. So you have two options in this case, in this scenario. You can eat less calories, so you can eat less food. You can exercise more, or obviously the alternative, or well not the alternative, the third option is to do a, uh, a combination of the two by being a little bit more open to what is it I'm trying to achieve with my health and fitness. So be it those that have done the challenges, say in October and November, they were on intermittent fasting. There wasn't very much exercise that I pre-described for them. But by building in, obviously, a process that is going to only give you your short window to eat, and obviously the other 16 hours you're not allowed to eat anything, you are going to lose weight because you're in a calorie deficit. It's just another word in terms of that. So if that was, for example, you needed to do macronutrients to achieve that goal, Obviously, we would calculate that in one hand. So that's a little bit more complicated than intermittent fasting or portion control. Uh, you obviously have portion control as, as another one. So, that, so, so uh, for example, of a health and fitness goal, there are so many resources available to you. Just pick one. And if it's something that you're able to ascertain uh, and to sustain as a lifestyle, that's the one that obviously you implement. If it's something that's not worked in the past or it's got your results and you've come off the diet and obviously you don't want to use the word diet but we'll use it in this this instance and you put the weight back on and you put some on obviously that wasn't the diet for you because you weren't able to implement it for the long run it was a short-term fix it was a band-aid it was a magic pill it's you're not the failure that diet didn't work for you it's as simple as that you implement another one and then you go again number five lack of discipline and i've talked about discipline quite a lot recently um but it's as simple as that you could call it commitment you could call it conviction. You could call it perseverance. They mean the exact same thing. But no one who has accomplished anything worthwhile has done it without discipline. That is me included. Because you can see it on the wall behind me. I did not make two Paralympics without having discipline. Having sacrifice. But obviously, discipline takes self-control, self-accountability, sacrifice, avoiding distractions and temptations. I mentioned the temptations in Claire's win yesterday, that she works in the educational system, and so did I a couple of years ago. So, I, so, I, so hers is very easy to write because... I experienced that that environment for myself. There is temptation left, right, and center. And obviously, as and I didn't even mention this, probably this week would have been in one as well for temptation because it's the Christmas holidays, and people want to celebrate and let their hair down. But if you don't have self control, being able to avoid the the temptations and sacrifice the treats in this occasion you're not going to get closer to your goal because I'm not saying now and again you can't do that but if you haven't got the self control to say hey I'm going to have one cookie one biscuit one piece of cake now and again those are unnecessary calories that are going to mount up and mount up over the long run. 
and you find yourself in the situation that you find you find yourself at the end of the year having to do a news resolution of oh, I need to lose weight at the start of the year. But it all starts with obviously discipline and commitment to yourself as how bad do I want to change? If you don't want to change now and you say to me, I want to change in three to six months, hey, I'll commend you for for being honest, open and downright accountable to yourself that, hey, I'm not ready to change now, but let's look at it again in three to six months time. So say in March or June, as I'm recording this, I will not judge you for doing that because you've been honest with yourself. You've been honest with me to kind of go, I know I need to change, but I don't feel comfortable doing it yet. And obviously I mentioned the word yet. I will be the first one to say, hey, that's fine. Do you want me to loop back with you in three months time, six months time? It could be sooner than that, but hey, that's fine. You, 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 you want you've got the intention to change, but you don't feel courageous enough or feel comfortable with doing it right now. I would applaud you because obviously you've been open that hey, I want to come off the fence, but I'm a little bit apprehensive of taking that leap of faith. We've all been there. That's that's fine. I'm probably a little bit more, I don't want to use the word luck, but I've I've obviously got an advantage where I've been pushed almost to, to, to be successful. And it's probably a luxury that I've got that I can resort back to, to that, to, to, to see that, Hey, this is what made you successful. You need to do this, this, and this repeatedly. Okay. This didn't happen particularly go to plan what was it that so i obviously live and breathe this because obviously i said i wouldn't talk about it but i live and breathe all of these things almost every single day that's why i do them very very well but because they're repeatedly done over and over again they're easy because i'm willing to have the self-control that hey there's going to be distractions where is it and my phone's in front of me. Technically, it's not a distraction right now, but Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, television are all distractions for me as well. But I choose to control when and when I go onto those those platforms. So there's a sacrifice that, hey, I might not be able to watch certain things uh, when they're brand new. That's okay. This, Those are the t- temptations. Obviously, I've caught two weeks to be able to sit on my ass. Um, I'm not going to do it literally, but as in to be able to let my hide down and relax, that I can obviously indulge, enjoy myself, and not have to avoid the distractions and temptations. I'm going to do. I'm going to enjoy Christmas just like the rest of you. So, I've spoken to enough amputees this year alone. Um, a lot of them are obviously wouldn't admit that they're perfectionists or procrastinists, procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinators. Um, but obviously they know who they are. Um, obviously I'm, 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 I'm included in that. You might have idolized, an idealized vision of what success will look like and feel like, which while motivation may not be realistic, Succeeding at one goal won't eliminate all your problems. I'm going to reiterate that again. Succeeding at one goal won't eliminate all your problems. Be clear on what will satisfy your your objectives and don't obsess over the superficial details. This is where obviously procrastination comes to the fore of this needs to be, this needs to look like this, it needs to feel like this before I set out to, to, to do it. So obviously what was somebody said to me yesterday, I'll, I'll try to do my goals. There's no trying because ultimately you're not doing it. You, that's talking a good game, but back to my point of 
what I mentioned in, in my days in, as a swimmer of, hey, I'd rather not try, thus I can't fail. If I try, you can see that that's a bang average attitude. Is, is it somewhere in the road that, hey, I might do it haphazardly, so do some here, do some over here. There, there, there's no opportunity to, for you to, to, to create consistency, to create discipline, to give yourself conviction, to create persistence, because if you're not doing something consistently over and over again, it doesn't become habitual. It doesn't allow you to, to ingrain a habit of behavior that's going to constitute success because you're so, it's so sporadic, it's all over the place. So that could be yourself in you're waking you're waiting for this perfect storm that doesn't exist. Sorry to put the bearer of bad news. Um and if you are waiting for the perfect opportunity, it might be too late when it arrives because it's like, oh, this perfect time might be in ten years time, twenty years time, and you could hit rock bottom and for argument's sake your diabetes potentially has caused you to lose your sight it's made you lose another limb eventually the diabetes is going to take your life so if you're waiting for the perfect opportunity that may never come because of illnesses and things like that i'm i'm, I'm sorry to be the the bearer of uh a bad news almost like a, a christmas carol but that's the harsh reality. If you're waiting for this perfect opportunity, it may never come and it may come too late. And obviously that's the worst case scenario. And I obviously never want anybody to obviously have to endure that, but that is the consequence of not doing anything. Number six, you've got, you, you lack, you have got poor self-esteem. So, when we talk about poor self-esteem is a lack of self-respect or self-worth. People with low self-confidence are consistently trying to find themselves rather than creating the person they want to be. That's why on my calls I do where you're at with your problems and then we go into the future of what's the what does that person you need to become look like. Because by getting, obviously, success, and it could be uh, it could be Claire's success story, it could be Gail's, it could be Muttley's, it could be um, Collins comes out in the new year, it could be Chris's, it could be Liz's story, it could be Nikki's story. What they've all been able to achieve while being in my company is their level of obviously self-esteem is through the roof. Their their self-respect to themselves and their self-worth. If you were to speak to them, and I've uh, I've I've had the opportunity to speak with Gail's prostitutes, that she's like a changed woman. I've only known Gail for what is almost three months. The prostitutes has known her a lot longer, so a couple a couple decades that she's a changed woman and obviously to, to, to get that praise from uh, another professional for me is amazing because to see that they can see that her whole aura about her has changed by obviously implementing a, a, an outcome and a result that she wants to achieve. So we've created obviously the person that she wants to be. Obviously, I, I I can I can obviously agree that some people might not know what that looks like. They they can't be able to picture what it's looked like because they've never had success in their life. I get that. I'm lucky that obviously I can recall on past successes, and it gives me the ability to obviously do that quite easily because it's it's uh, visualization. But if you've not had success previously, it doesn't mean you can't create that for yourself. It's going to take work. Obviously, everything is going to create work. Obviously, but it will come in time because you will get 
an improvement in self-confidence. Your self-worth is going to be unsurmountable and un- un- unchallenged because you have the self-respect to kind of go, this is what I stand for, this is how I look, and I don't care what other people have to say because it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's an unwavering belief in oneself. Don't label yourself. I know that obviously this is an amputee amputee group. You might have failed, and I mentioned this a couple of minutes ago, but I'm going to say it again. But you're not a failure until you stop trying. Think of yourself as somebody still striving towards a goal, and you'll be better able to maintain your patience, perseverance for the long haul. There's a difference between failing and being a failure and the only way that you can really 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 achieve failure is you give up you quit you you stop entirely and say enough's enough i'm i'm going to pack it all in uh, and i'm going to give up and i'm going to be content with where i'm at and obviously i i've I've given up trying because it's not worth it but until you reach that point you have not failed. And then my last point before we end this video for 2022 is a fatalistic attitude. And what I mean by a fatalistic attitude, it prevents people from accepting responsibility for their position in life. There's a lot of amputees that do this. Because it's pretty much, there's a line drawn in the sand of, hey, I either hate where I'm at because of whatever reason, and it's it shit, um, uh, pardon my friend, it, 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 the life is, is garbage, it's is crap, or obviously I'm blessed to have a restart in life and I'm going to take everything that life is to hold and I'm going to take it all on board and take it and run with it. This attributes success and failure to luck. They resign themselves to their fate, regardless of their efforts, and assume whatever has to happen will happen anyway. So, look in the mirror every day and say, I am in charge. And this is a dialogue I have, I have with a lot of people from time to time. Are you in control of your your brain or is your brain in control of you? And obviously by saying that mantra and that affirmation, you know who's in charge. You might not have control over every aspect of your life, but you have more control than you realize. And you're responsible for your own happiness and success. Your attitude determines your determines your altitude. You can turn down down and out into up and out. It's the, obviously, the choice is yours. So that has been obviously today's masterclass, the last one of. 2022 I wish you guys a very Merry Christmas if you're not Christian obviously happy happy holidays Um, I will see you all in 2023 happy 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 new year and I will see you guys very well not very 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 soon but I will see you very very soon in the new year all right have a very good one have a happy Merry Christmas happy holidays and Happy New Year, and I will see you all again in 2023. All right, God bless, all the best. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and got loads from it. Anything that was included and discussed will be available in the show notes below. And I would love to hear from you. Come and connect and ask your questions. I've been James Roberts from jamesowenroberts.com. Remember this quote by Chris Hoth. An athlete is a mindset. It's how you prepare, think, and execute. 
not by some elite status or physical stature. Anybody can be an athlete. (laughs) 